You're listening to a bonus Ask Pomegranate podcast. This is a recording of a workshop that I led at the 2013 Merry Meet event, which happens in Portland, Oregon every year. And this is the class that I taught called Your Magical Birthrights. And in it, um, there were lots of chances to pause. So as you're listening to it, you might want to occasionally pause the podcast so that you can take time to do the visualizations that I'm leading people in. Uh, We begin with clapping of hands in order to create a magical container to do the work in called casting a circle. And feel free to join in with everything that's happening. Whatever you do will be a part of the magic. All right, I hope you enjoy your this workshop, Your Magical Birthrights. So let's all just clap some hands together. And we're just going to clap our hands like this. And I want you to think about your favorite sort of like natural spot. Like a forest or a waterfall. Think of that place, forest or a waterfall. And when you feel ready... We're just going to go, actually let's do it together. We're going to make a sphere around us with that natural energy. Got it? One, on three. Two, three. That's better. Yay. Okay, we hear everybody's voices. Yay. So I want you to feel free to use your voice today. Ah, ah, oh, you guys see the oh, oh, there, oh, ah, oh. Okay, so today um, we're going to be standing up and sitting down. We're going to be standing up and going, doing things like this in our spot. And then sitting down. And then, well, this is my Colette Gardner impersonation. <laughs> and then sitting down. So I want you to try that. I want you to try putting your things down and then standing up. That's it. You got enough room? If you don't have enough room, move your chair. Move your spot. And feel free to, you know, come into the room a little bit. A couple of you, like every other of you, could come in a little bit. So we can do this thing. So when I say, okay, stand up, I want you to stand up, and we're going to do magic. You're going to do this. Define some, there's more spots here, right? Come in a little bit. So there's other people who are left behind have a little more room. Good? So we want to use the room. I want you guys to put your energy in the corners of the room because you're taking your authority for this room. That personal authority, those of you who are just in Colette's class, you're going to use that personal authority to own the space, even though it's a god-awful space that is oppressing us. (laughs) Architects, why architects? Okay, you want to own this room, you want to own the space. Now I want you to plant yourself in the spot you want to use. And of course you can move around, but find your spot and own it. Excellent, okay, so does everybody feel like they have a spot? Remember I said earlier about the voices thing? Does everybody have, does anybody feel like, I can't find a spot, I don't know what she's talking about, leave me alone. (laughs) No? Okay. All right, find your seat. So, I, today we're going to be working with an image from the Rider Waite or the Pixie Smith Tarot deck. 
So we're going to work with one image from the Tarot deck, and the Tarot deck is a divination uh, deck that people use to divine the mysteries of the unseen realms. And we're going to be working with one particular image, which is the first image, one of the very first images. It's the number one card, and it's this card right here, and I will get around to all of you. So I'm going to have you get a good look. What I want you to particularly look at when I pass this image before you is what strikes you in it. Just notice what strikes you in it. What's the thing that draws your attention? Because that's going to be probably the thing that calls you today for your own work. This is the magician card. It's number one. You know how we Americans love that word. And actually the Japanese as well. Number one, Ichidai. Ichidai? And that's because the number one has a vibration of leadership, beginning, power, Personal authority, sound familiar? So here we go, the magician. Okay, it's time to do that thing I said where you have to stand up, because you're going to do this all day. You know why? Because I'm Catholic. <laughs> stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. So I want you to take, take the stance of the magician. I want you to be the magician, okay? Remind you of anything, people who are in Colette's class just a second ago? Below, above, center. So just hold that in your body for a second. This is, this is like actually studies have shown different body postures will actually change your hormonal balance. I don't know what this was. I don't think they've studied the magician card. <laughs> but it does feel like a power stance. Since power stances raise your testosterone and they lower your, your cortisol. Cortisol, is that word? What's the word? And your cortisol is a stress hormone, so it, it de-stresses you. So fine. So just close your eyes. So you don't. Okay. By the way, in this, in my class today, everybody has to take an oath, and then it goes like this. I'll tell you what it is first, and then you can take it if you want to. I fill in the blank with your name. Da will dare to be dorky. <laughs> <clears throat> so here we go. I pomegranate will dare to be dorky. Okay, there's no gateway to magic without willing to be dorky. So be as dorky as you can in this moment. And if you need to release it for a second because your arms are getting tired, do it again. Then switch arms. And then bring that chest up. This is the magician card. And this guy, he is your, he represents you in your power. So that, this right now is what, if you were in Colette's class, this is a stance that can hold the energy of what we just did in that class, which is the below belongs to me, and the mysteries of the above belong to me, and I am the mediator of those two things. And through my magic wands called my index fingers, people who went to the palmistry class, I shall connect with these two places, and I shall mediate between them in my authority. So breathe that in for a sec. Switch your arms if you need to. Okay, so today we're going to do that. This is what we're doing all day. Okay, good. Or for the next hour. All right, good. Now you're all ready to get up and get down. It's my, it's my little peanut gallery back there. Why didn't I break tape? I don't know why I didn't break tape. So this guy, he is standing with the, he comes into the world, he is born. Boom, boom. If it were only that easy, right? But this is, this is him, he's born. So what happens when we get born is we get uh, what I like to call a meat puppet. 
All right. <laughs> we get a meat puppet, and it's our puppet. Like, I'm the meat ma puppet master, and here's my puppet, right? And I'm going to use it to move through the world. And as, as I've said before, it's not easy to have a body. It's not easy. Apparently, it's not easy to sustain a body on planet Earth. To keep the soul engaged with the body, apparently, is a, like, a really cool thing. And there are some, I've heard that there are some spirits on the other side who can't do it. I mean, they just can't do it. They can't get into a body, and they can't maintain it. So guess what that means about you? You're like totally keeping it together, man. <laughs> you're still in a body. In fact, you have gone beyond childhood, and you're in a body. So your spirit is quite powerful in this whole I'll be in a body meat puppet thing, right? This is my meat puppet, and my job is to animate it. But with it comes responsibilities and rights. So today we're going to talk about our rights, our magical rights. And those rights are because you were born. In other words, they're your birthrights. You're born, you get them, right? We hold these rights to be inalienable. Inalienable. <clears throat> when dyslexics talk, we can call, it's another thing we can call this workshop. Okay. So your rights are on his table. He's got a table full of rights, and they're representing him. So on his table are, I wish I had a bigger one of these, but whatever, uh, a cup, a wand, a sword, and a pentacle. It's hard to see, but there they are. And they're representing his four birthrights. And then you might say to yourself, but wait, there's a fifth tool, and it's the thing he has in his hand, right? And actually, that thing he has in his hand is center. It's also what Colette just did the workshop on, which is holding that energy above and below and center in your body and owning it. And if you weren't there, don't worry. I'm going to go over it again briefly. So these are the four birthrights that you own. And so um, I'm going to talk about them, and then we're going to get up in our little stances, and I'm going to lead you through them in a magical way. And uh, the first one that you have a right to because you were born is the right to air. Okay? And that is symbolized by the athame, 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 or another important mysterious way to say it is the knife, the sword. It, it's, the rep, it's the tool of air. And so we think it's really mystical and magical and amazing and strange, us you know, magical people, that we have air. Ooh, do it with me. Ooh, that's so woo, right? But actually in magic, we're very practical. We like to worship the things we experience directly in our lives, right? So we directly experience the earth. We directly experience being in, in our bodies. And therefore, we directly experience air. So your first right is to breathe. You have a right to breath. So that's the first right you have. And we all know that if I take that right away from you, if I go, if I go over say I went over to my beloved husband and I decided to deprive him of air, everybody would be like, no, Palm, that's wrong. <laughs> there have been moments. <laughs> right? And you would all probably try to stop me. You know that's so wrong that you would actually actively intervene, right? Because he has a right to breathe, as do you. This is really obvious, duh, right? But then if you carry that just a little bit further, you have a right to clean air, Right? And that gets deprived from you. In fact, I would go so far as to say we're being deprived of it in this moment. <laughs> because the air in this room is not great. Isn't there like an airplane, like a recycled air? 
Yeah, like airplanes, but also other people. Remember when we didn't have the right to have clean air because people were smoking like in the restaurant right next to you? And then everybody went, wait a minute, shouldn't I have a right to clean air? So all of these rights can be impinged upon, and as they're being impinged upon, they'll, people will give you a reason why it's okay for them to do it to you, all right? And you, but because you're in your authority, you get to go, oh no, I actually get a right to clean air. And that I don't have it is, is a total impingement, I would go so far as to repression, and possibly an oppression, of my right to air. So if you can own your right to clean air, then that changes the way you experience people trying to take it away from you. Right? Woo, witchcraft, woo, magic, weird. No, it's air. <laughs> so excuse me, I have a right to air. And you might notice I also got a fancy knife that says so, right? Because that tool of air is the knife. So you have the right to air, but there's a whole bunch of other rights that come with it. And I just want, as I say these to you, if you want to write them down, that's great. But I want you to also, for the, just in the first wash of this, to notice uh, which one of these you really feel like, oh, that one's actually, that one's actually been impinged on quite a bit for me. So you have a right to air, you have a right to, here's one, you have a right to your inspirations, because this is, this is from the East. This is, oh, by the way, air in our magical tradition is, is associated with the East on the wheel of the year, on the wheel of, uh, not the wheel of the year, but the thingy. Somebody? The compass, yeah, sure, we'll go with the compass. <laughs> so you have a right to inspirations, right? You are, your inspiration, what inspires you belongs to you. And I just want you to think about how that might have been eroded in you a little bit over time. If you were inspired to be an artist, inspired to be a musician, inspired to talk, speak out um, about something you didn't like, inspired, inspired to become, uh, you know, whatever you're inspired to do. So you have a right to your inspirations. You have a right to visualize. This one used to happen to me all the time because, like I said, I went to Catholic school. Uh, your right to visualize, which is also called daydreaming. Y'all, you have a right to daydream. And what's the teacher doing? Stop daydreaming. Oh, really? I'm here for eight hours. You don't expect me to daydream. Listen, in my class, fade out. Daydream. Go away. I don't, it's fine. You'll get just as much out of this class daydreaming as you will listening to me. Okay, so you have a right to daydreaming, you have a right to your inspirations, you have a right to beauty. Help me. I'm being deprived. Right now, except for then I have you and you're beautiful, so that compensates, right? And here's one. This is the big one. This is the big one for air and the knife. The, the knife is about cutting boundaries. We use the knife to cut boundaries. So what's the first boundary we get? Imagine a two-year-old, right? The first boundary we get is the right to say no. Think about how many times like, you've been told not to say no to stuff that you really need to say no to, or how bad you feel about saying no to something that you really want to say no to, and you have to go through like a, oh. The right to say no. The right to say yes. And this, this next thing's a little different than those last two. The right to open to something, to be curious, to be open, to be willing to listen, to find out, which is a little different than saying yes. And the right to close to something, to say, no, that's not for me, thanks. These all belong to the tool of air. These all belong to the tool of the knife, or the athame. And this is one of your birthrights. This, these rights belong to you. So um, also the right to think for yourself, 
In other words, differ. Think it through. Differ. And the right to start anew. Do-overs. You have a right to a do-over. Do-over on anything. So this is the tool of air. This is your magical birthright. And in, the, in this, it comes up as a sword, his sword. It's a big, long thing back here. And that's one of his main tools. So he stands in his authority, and he calls in his right to the sword. The sword is hard to see. Here, I'm going to pass this around. Let me hand it to you. But we are about to hop up. So right now, it's time to hop up and find your spot in the room. You don't need your pen and paper. Because I'm going to give you, I'm going to take you through your personal relationship with this tool. So um, if you find the floor with your feet, this will be, this should not be too hard to do. Okay, everybody's with me. Jump up a little. Where are my feet? Ah, excellent. Now you're grounded. That's grounding. Where are my feet? There they are. Okay, now I want you to breathe in. We always start with the breath in. And since we're dealing with air, I want you to breathe in. I want you to feel your lungs with air. And then I want you to breathe out as much as you can breathe out, as fast or as slow as you want to go. And we'll do that one more time. Now this time I want you to go slow with the breath in. This is air. It belongs to you. You have a right to it. Okay. Now, inside your body is that place of authority, and you can just intuitively put your hand on that place. And you might take two hands. This is your truth. It belongs to you. It's your authority. You were born, and because you were born, because you have a body, because your soul shined into the earth and the earth rose to meet it and the earth by rising to meet it gave you this body you also were given this authority so just breathe that authority in for a minute and as you breathe that authority you're breathing in your birthright of air and I just want you to imagine, and you can do this with your mind, you can see it, you can hear it, you can see it, smell it, you can taste it, you don't have to see it. Just imagine you can feel, if you don't, you're feel, feeler, that in front of you is that table. That table of the magician right now. You are the magician because you were born, you were born into magic, you were born by a magical act sex, you were born by a magical act birth, you were given a soul, your soul shone onto the earth and the earth rose to meet it, that's a magical act because you are a magician in this moment you stand with that table in front of you. Maybe you put your hands out and you feel the top of that table. Right? You just feel it. Or you see it. Maybe you smell the linen. What's the smell of the linen or the wood the table's made out of? Or you can hear it as you knock on that table. That's your table, and that table holds your tools. That table holds your tools. Everybody got that table? Excellent. That table holds your tools, and on that table, is your athame, your sword, your knife, whatever the heck it is. It could be a, a little, mine is, happens to be a paring knife, simple kitchen paring knife. What I want you to do is put your hand out and feel that tool. So I want you to feel the texture of the handle. I want you to feel if the blade is made out of metal or stone or wind or laser beams. I don't know. I don't know what science, science fiction life you live. It can be anything. I want you to feel the weight of it. I want you to take it in your hand. And I want you to know that you have a right to breath, to air, to clean, beautiful, 
rich air, like your favorite, just remember that favorite breath of air you've ever taken. That's the air you have a birthright to. And that's in this tool. This tool is the power of breath, that you have a right to your inspirations. Feel that tool. It wants to move now in your hand. It wants you to do a movement. It wants you to hold it a certain way. <coughs> you're inspired by something, and someone told you you're not supposed to be, and so you put it away. And so I want you to get it out. I want you to use that, that athame to get that inspiration out again. And I don't care if it's crazy. I hope it's crazy. Just let that inspiration return to you in this moment. Let it return to you. Let the knife call it back to you. You call it back with the knife. That's your right. You have a right to fresh air. You have a right to your inspirations. You have a right to start over. I don't care how old you are. You're not too old. You have a right to start over. You get a do-over. You get to start anything over. I don't care what mistakes you made. You can go, yeah, I made those mistakes. That's great. Good for me. And you can cut those mistakes away. And you can call in a do-over. I'm starting again on this. So if you see some mistakes that you carry, that you hold with you, that you don't want with you anymore, think of a mistake you made. You're like, oh, I wish I never did that. Just be like, yeah, whatever, I made a mistake, and cut it away. I have a right to a do-over. Everybody say it with me. I have a right to a do-over. Excellent. See how your knife is changing in your hand? It might be getting longer or shorter or heavier. It's getting more powerful because you're taking your rights back. I have the right to say no. Now, I want you to admit or think of something that you want to say no to. It might be little. It might be big. What do you want to say no to? You know, it could be your mother-in-law. It could be the clothes that you're told to wear. It could be, you know, anything. It could be the job you're working at. Just let it come to you. Let it come to you. Something you want to say no to. And if you want to say no to it now, you can. But I just want you to notice you want to say no to it. And if you want to say no to it, you can take that knife and just say, I say no. Excellent. You guys are amazing. Now, guess what? There's something you want to say yes to. There is something you want to say yes to that you say, I'm not allowed to do that. That's crazy talk. Who? What? Me? Who? Me? No, okay. You want to say yes to it, right? And you can feel your knife in your hand, and maybe you smell it. Maybe you smell it or you taste the metal of it or the wood of the handle. Or you can hear it. You can hear it. I don't care if you see it or feel it. Maybe you just hear it. Or you just feel it. You feel the presence of that knife inside you, that, that, ability, that ability to be like razor sharp. There's something you want to say yes to that you haven't said yes to yet. It might be, it might be, you know, mental health. It might be emotional well-being. It might be to an adventure. It might be to a career change. Say yes to it. Yes. 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 
This is your right. This is your birthright to say yes to what you say yes to and no to what you don't want. Yes to what I want and no to what I don't want. That's your birthright. You have a right to a clear mind, to think for yourself. And I just want you to call that in. Imagine you're waving that beautiful knife you have now. It's developing quite nicely. I call clarity in. I call the ability to make a decision in. I call in what I know to be true to belong to me. What I know to be true to belong to me. And just call it in. Now you're doing magic. So I tricked you. I already got you doing magic. This is magic. Now your life has changed because you said no, you said yes, you said I open, I close. You said I have clarity. You have a tool. This is the tool that you were born with. This is your tool. So what I want you to do now is just to put that tool, just, okay, see if you can, just put it back on the table and know it's there for you. Just put it back on. Remember that table, feel, the, feel it, smell the linen, feel the texture of the tabletop. Maybe you hear it when you knock on it. There's that sword. It's on there. Okay, so we're going to go on to fire now. So you have a right to fire. And in the little drawing of the artist Pixie Smith, who did the, the Rider Waite Tarot deck, uh, the dude, the dude, oh look, I got a little table here. The dude has a wand. And you have wands, wands. This is your first wand, it's your pointer finger. But he has a wand and it's a long wooden stick, which are really good for moving energy through. And the wand represents fire, it represents the south. And the fire and the south and the wand all go together. And you are made of electricity. You have electricity going on in your body. And that is why you're animated. One of the things that goes out, why we know you're dead, is because they put it, other than like, you know, we see that you're dead and your spirit lives your body, um, is that you, uh, the electrical in your patterns in your body stop. Your brain, you get brain dead, which means no more expiring synapses. South. It's the south and it's fire and it's wands and you have a birthright to fire you have a birthright to have uh, sunlight why architects like really <laughs> is that a, the windows a windowless room seriously so you have a right to sunlight and it's being deprived you're being deprived of it right now but that's your first right okay it's sunlight and what is sunlight? You know, it's all of that beautiful golden glow. And sunlight gives us the ability to ripen. So you have a right to ripen, to become who you want to become, to ripen into your full glory. You have a right, I mean, basically, just real basic stuff. You, get a, you have a right to heat. You, you have a right to be warm enough. You have a right to fire itself to the sun, to the fire, to the electrical synapses in your body. What comes with that too, though, is that not just the heat, the warmth from the fire, but the warmth of life. 
you have the right to be enveloped in a warm, loving environment. And any environments that are not warm and loving, eh, 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 you're being repressed or you're being oppressed. And you might be doing it to yourself, but that is what's happening. You have a right to a warm, loving environment. Any environments that are chronically hostile, chronically negative, chronically cold energetically, cold emotionally, that's you being repressed. That is not okay. So fire gives us the right to a warm, loving environment. It also gives us the right to passion. To be passionate. To be, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, I'm a triple fire sign. <laughs> so I'm like the, the poster child for this. It's like you have a right to be passionate about what you're passionate about. To have enthusiasm. To be over the top. To be slightly too loud occasionally. To be energetic. To be focused in a way on a, on a thing that's really fascinating to you or you believe in. You have a right to that passion. And you don't have to explain it to no one. Or justify it. And if people don't like it, that's their problem. Right? This is your passion. And we've been enculturated a lot to be really kind of like, oh no, don't be too... Mm. I mean, you would not believe how much I get that feedback of like, you just need to calm down. You need to calm your energy down. I'm really like, do I? Why? Why am I calming my energy down? I'm, I'm passionate. Like, I'm passionate about the earth and it being well. And I'm not calming my energy down about that ever. And I'm passionate that all beings of the world be free. And I'm not ever calming down about that ever. And nobody is ever going to stop me. And I'm passionate about this transition that the earth is in the middle of. And I am not going to be shot of silence about that. I have passion. I have fire in me. Right? So you have a right to your passions. You have a right to your desires. You have a right to your desire. Now, desire is different than wants and needs, okay? A, a need is something you really got to have, and a want is something you kind of you would like. It would enhance your life. It's like icing, icing on the cake. But a desire is your soul yearning for the truth of who you are. And you cannot live a beautiful life without that desire. And fire is your desire. So you have a right to your desire. You have a right for your soul's yearning. That's what you're, that, that belongs to you. So courage, intensity, which I think covers passion. And fire in your body, in your chakra system, comes out of that intuitive spot, your will chakra. It's right in the middle of your body. It's the gold chakra, and it's your will, and it's fire will which is your your sense of self-determination that belongs to you which sounds like no i don't want this but yes i want that it's really related to that but it's like i will my intention is to i will that's your that belongs to you does that make sense that little last part about the will anybody got need me to clarify that any at all Okay, here's one. You have a right to your sexuality. So that means you get to love, be attracted to any other adult being that there is. Any other person that you can have consensual experiences with. Your sexuality belongs to you. So that's why homophobia don't flow, right? Because, because you've got to be able to be who you are. You've got to be able to have your own sexuality, which emanates in intuitively from your own body. 
Okay? So that's, that's the, that is the powers of those things. These are your rights. So we're going to do the same thing we just did with the, the sword. We're going to do it with the wand. So again, find your place. And now we need a little energy in the room because we're working with fire. So when you breathe in and you begin find that table, like your, so imagine you can't see and you're finding your table, you're putting your hands out. Where's my table? How tall is it? How low is it? I want you to find it. I want you to rub your hands together and bring some fire and bring a little voice into it. Find your table. Look around for your wand. It might be really big and long and wooden or it might be, who knows, it might be made out of fire itself. Because really, this is an imaginary exercise. It's real, but it's imaginary, which is the same thing, by the way. Image imagination is real. And look for your wand, and you're going to feel it. Or you're going to smell it. It's going to smell like roses, or it's going to smell like burnt wood. Or you're going to hear it. It's going to have chimes on it. When you find it, pick it up. Feel the weight of it in your hand. You're going to use your voice a little bit as I talk when you do each one of these so that you have some energy moving through you. And what I want you to do is draw on the world around you because the world is constantly offering you fire. There are thousands of lightning strikes a second in the outer atmosphere. It's a crackling ball of heat. And the interior, the interior of the earth is as hot as the surface of the sun. And that is always feeding you. So feel that fire moving around the world, and it moves through you. You have electrical connections to everything. Your energy leaves your body and goes out to the, all the other energy in this room, and all the energy in this room is touching your body. So feel that fire. And you might want to move your body a little bit, because fire needs movement, right? Remember, dare to be darky. You took an oath. So you have a right to that fire. You have a right to heat, and I want you to feel that. Uh, you have a right to a warm, inviting, loving environment. So I just want you to notice anywhere in your life that doesn't have that warm, loving, inviting environment in it. If there's anywhere in your life And I just want you to notice that you have a right to that warm, loving environment. And so what you can do in this moment is say, that, that, that environment does exist. You just say that to yourself. That environment does exist. But I don't have to be influenced by it. And so take your wand and just imagine you're using your wand to cast a little circle around yourself which is called your auric egg. You already have it. And it's a circle. It's a sphere. It's the shape of an egg. And this is your wand. And you're using fire. It can be any color fire. Fire is shooting off the tip of your wand. Any color. Pick any color you want. And if this is my environment. And I choose to be in an environment of love.
And wherever I go, it goes. Breathe that in and see how your life has just changed. Magic is real. And inside of this egg, inside of this circle, I have a passion. And feel that passion rise up in you, in your fire. Fire from your heart. Fire in your belly. Fire in that bowl of bones down there that we like to call the pelvis, that bowl of bones down there. Fire in your heart, fire in your belly. You have a passion for something. And maybe you're like totally into it every day in your life, and maybe you're not. It doesn't really matter. It's yours and it belongs to you. And it doesn't matter what you ever do about it. It's just that you own it right now. So just imagine, feel that passion rise up in you. And you know what? You knew it when you were a little kid, by the way. If you're like, I don't have a passion, I don't know what she's talking about. You were a little kid, you loved... That was it. That was it. It's, it was then. It was music. It was art. It was play. It was conversations. It was hugs. I don't care what it is. It was a cup of tea. Oh man, I can give, you know, I just love a cup of tea. So just breathe in that passion. Bring that passion through. Call it into your body. Call it into your auric egg and channel it into your wand. Fill that wand up with that passion. I have a passion. And if you want to, you can say what it's for. I have a passion for art and painting. I have a passion for this. Fill that wand up with it and shoot the energy of that wand off the end in a fire. And then again, cast the circle around you about with it. Use your voice. Ah. Oh. Oh. Now you gotta get bigger. You gotta get bigger because there's not enough room right now for you. Make that aura gate bigger. Like 10 feet behind you, 10 feet in front of you. Either side. It's okay, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room for you. There's more than enough room for you. You can't get too big, honey. Do you know what you're doing? You're alive on the planet in a body. That's special. That is so special. Get big. Get about another 10 feet tall. Get taller, 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 taller. Yeah, shine that light. Shine it. It belongs to you. This is your passion. This is your sexuality. Find your sexuality. It's totally unique. There, is no two, there are no two people on planet Earth with the same sexuality. Your sexuality belongs to you and no one else. And it doesn't matter who you, if you ever share it with another person, it really doesn't matter. It belongs to you. And it is not binary. There are not two choices or one choice. <laughs> Heterosexuality. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> There's no such thing. People have a sexual energy in them that is unique to them. And in this moment, I want you to feel that sexuality rise up in you. It belongs to you. And you're inside of a circle, and let it rise up in you exactly the way you want it to rise up. Don't think I'm telling you which way to do it. And it might just be like, come to you as a perfume, or you might see a flower, and it is like no other sexuality in the world, and it belongs to you, and it is your personal power. Your personal power is inside that passion, that sexuality, that heat. 
and maybe a little t gentle note or a loud note comes to you as well that it lets that sexuality rise up in you and I want the thing about fire is there's pride there's pride and maybe a just a little bit of arrogance that you know that really good yeah I can do that arrogance let that rise up in you honey let that, let that perfect being that you are in your fire rise up in you. This belongs to you. This is your birthright. You were born with this. Breathe. And let me hear, let me hear a little noise from you. <sighs> and feel that energy move like honey or fire or molasses or lava. Let it move into that wand you're holding. And let that wand rise up and cast another circle around you. This is your creative juice. This is your vital life force. This is the sensual, sexual being that you are. It belongs to you and you, and you are the only one who will ever have this unique pattern. No one on earth will ever have this anywhere, ever again. It's yours, and this is your chance. This lifetime is your chance to express it to yourself. You just have to express it to yourself. And then if you want, you can say, I claim my sexuality. I claim my unique beauty. Breathe in. And we got one more thing to do, which is my intuition. So inside of you, there is a deep knowing. It's in your gut, and you just want to maybe put your hand on that spot that I talked about earlier with your authority. This is the part of you that is, this is the bullshit detector. It's inside your fire body. It's inside your power. This is the one that goes, oh, yeah, no. Oh, I don't think so. And it's the one that goes, yeah, you're not talking to me like that. Or you're not telling the truth. Your bullshit detector, your authority, your sense of self, the core of who you are is in this fire. It's your intuition. It's the gut feeling, the gut feeling. Your intuition is inside your fire, and you have a right to know. And you don't have to be talked out of anything, and no one who has an opinion can tell you other than what your gut says. So feel that fire of truth in you. This is the fire of truth. And it comes from the dark star below and the star, dark, bright star above. But inside it is, but you are the third star in that equation. And this is that fiery star that is you. Breathe into that. It's like, I know the truth. I know the truth inside my body. And I want you to let that truth flow into your wand. I know the truth inside my body I know the truth inside my body nobody knows more than I do about the truth I know the truth inside my body and let that flow into that one let that flow into that one that I know the truth I am my own authority and cast a circle around yourself with that fire and just notice the difference in that fire This is your wand. It's your birthright. Breathe it in. And just make a note that char make a note with your voice that charges that wand. Woo! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> oh, all right, you can put that on the table. And just feel how you're different now. You've changed. You've gone through a transformation, which is another firepower. The power to transform. And you've just gone through it. And it's just like, you know, like we're in a weird hotel in a weird thing with a weird room and no light. But it doesn't matter. We can still transform ourselves. And we just did. We just claimed our fire. And just feel that change in you. Okay, so now we're going to go to the cup. The tool of the cup. This one's easy to see. It's the Holy Grail. And just like Dorothy's slippers, they all had their own holy grail all along. If they'd only just stopped those knights of the round table and gone, why I have a holy, I have a holy grail and it is me. Dorothy had the power all along. We have the power all along, people. We know that, right? So this is the cup. The cup is the west and the cup is water. It is the vessel. And you are that cup, like literally you are. Because we start with the big mystery that you actually are a bag of ocean walking around. The ocean went, hey man, like I gotta get around. I'm sort of stuck here in the ocean. Let me get around. I know, I'll form creatures that have the same salinity, 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 somebody say the word for me. Thank you, as the ocean. And I will put them in a little bag and the bag of water will wander around everywhere. <laughs> And we'll have adventures. Look at me. I'm a bag of water. Right? I mean, you're salty. You're the salt of the ocean. Now, now it had to get red in us to, you know, to work, but it's still the ocean. And the ocean is the womb of life, and you are the cup of the ocean. You are that. So you have the right to water. You have the right to clean water. You have a right to water without fluoride in it. Yes! We're very lucky here because we have Bull Run water, us Portlanders, so we're really living with our rights fulfilled with the clean water thing. And no fluoride. Oh man, I was about to kill somebody over that one. <laughs> um, so, but see, Portlanders know that. They just stand up. And they go, they're the first people who went no fluoride. And then all the other towns are going, hey, how, can we get no fluoride too? Um, so you have a right to the blood in your veins. I mean, this is kind of obvious, this one, right? You have the right to clean oceans, rivers, to, health, to a healthy bioregion of living water. We have the right to all of those creeks that were covered over when they built the city to come back up to the surface. To have a lot, can you imagine what a cool city it would be if we had all those rivers back up and creeks? Let's just see it. Mm. Use our right to visualize. What, you could have a city and rivers and in bioregions and environments so we can all live in. Okay, so then here we get into the deeper, more esoteric stuff with water. Water is your emotions, okay? So you have a right to your emotional life. And your emotional life, there's really only six emotions. I'll tell you them real quick. So uh, there's anger, 
There's fear. There's sadness. There's happiness. There's disgust. Disgust is an emotion. And there's shock. Six, 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 and six only. And any other emotion that you think you're having is either a combination of those emotions or is a thought in your brain about how you should feel. Like guilt is not an emotion. It's, it can be a combination. Of, it's, I won't go into that. It'll take me forever. So those are the six emotions, and you have a right to them. You have a right to feel each one of them, identify them, and understand what they're asking of you. You have a right to that experience. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but in my family, there were rules about emotions. You could not feel afraid. You were, you were, I was one of those families you were allowed to be really pissed off all the time, but you couldn't be afraid. Right? Probably, maybe your family has rules like that. If you think about it for a second. Like, if you look at that list of six, which one of those is the ones that you're not really allowed to have? For yourself, in the culture that you grew up in, and are you still carrying that? So that's emotions. The other thing that water provides us is the ability to have psychic awareness, to use our psychic centers. The way I teach psychic work, there's three psychic centers. We already kind of went over just one of them. But the other two are the the clairs, the clairvoyance, you know, the clairs. That means clear. And so those are all up in your third eye. You have the right to your third eye, consciousness. And I'll tell you, those nuns did not like that. Those nuns were not happy with me being psychic, that's for sure. But you have a right to these clairs, and the clairs are all sensory. So you can have clear smells, or clear smelling, as I like to say. Clear seeing, which is clairvoyant, clairvoyant, the classic clairvoyant where you see something. Um, clear sentient, which is where you feel, have a sense of something. Uh, what are the other ones, people? Clair audience, where you hear shit. We talked about this in my other class. If any of you came to it, I know some of you did. So those are your clair, those are your psychic centers. You have, a, you have a right to those, and you have a right to acknowledge them and to experience them. And oh, I should have told you before you did this, but I have this special gift where if you hang out with me for a little bit of time, you become more psychic. Sorry, <laughs> it's already over. That time has passed. <laughs> I'm not actually supposed to warn people, so that's why I didn't. So you're getting more psychic now. Good luck. You'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> and then, so then your intuition, right, which we talked about earlier, which is that feeling of knowing. So that's also in the water. And then the third center, psychic center, is your, your heart center which has the emotions, but that's not the psychic part. The psychic part is uh, your empathic part, your ability to feel other people's feelings or physical health, physical well-being or not well-being. So their emotions or, and like if you're an empath, you probably know because other people come to the room, you're feeling fine, they have feelings, all of a sudden you're having those feelings. And then you compulsively try to fix them so you don't have to have their feelings anymore. Sound familiar? Empaths? Just a little bit. You're an empath. If that may sound familiar to you, my poor husband. <laughs> I'm like, you're feeling this, and I can't handle it now. <laughs> there are things to do about that, but I can't teach you right now. So that's, that's the, the psychic knowing. You have a right to a psychic knowing from that water, from that chalice. You also have the right to um, heal, to, to, to heal, to receive healing. We receive healing from the waters. You have a right to receive healing. 
and you have a right to heal others. Everybody is a healer. Everybody can be a healer, I should say. Everybody can be a healer, not everybody practices healing. Okay, so you have a right to be healed and to heal. Okay, that's good, let's stop with that. Okay, guess what we're doing now? <laughs> Up we go. <clears throat> okay, find your table full of tools, your birthrights. Go back into that spot and find them. Now that table should be getting a little more substantial. Maybe you want to look for the edges of it now. What's the shape of that table? And you might be able to see it. Like you might just be seeing it. You might be visual. But if you're not visual, you might be able to hear the edges. Or feel them. I would put my hands out and feel them. It's the easiest thing. And how's it covered? What's there? You know you already have a sword and a wand there. And there's a cup. You are the cup. Your body is the cup. Remember, you're a sack of ocean walking around the earth. But there's also a tool that is the cup. And you want to reach for it. And you're going to listen for it. You're going to try to smell it. You might taste something. You might be able to feel it. And you might be able to see it. And noise is good. Sounds are good. Make, you can make a sound that reflects that cup for you. I can talk over the noise. Go ahead. And just breathe into that cup. Hold that sacred vessel. This is the holy grail, the thing everybody's looking for in all those Arthurian quests. The sacred vessel. The sacred vessel belongs to you. You have a right to water. Imagine the best drink of water you've ever had. That is this cup. It is the best drink of water you've ever had. That Just that sweet water. And just imagine your favorite body of water in the world. Oh, that lake or that river, that waterfall, that ocean. That is in this cup too. Your favorite body of water. Breathe in, into that cup, and feel that ocean breath that, that is inside of you. You are the ocean, and the water is pulsing through you, pulsing through you. And the water is being held by you, and it is the sweetest cup of water you've ever had. And it is, contains the energy of your favorite body of water. And the energy of that, just everything about that body of water, why you love it so much, that's yours. It belongs to you. It restores you. And I want you to call into that cup, that restoration, that healing energy that belongs to you. Call that healing energy into that, into that cup. It belongs to you. It's your birthright. And there is somewhere in you that needs healing. If you've got a tone, that's good. A little light tone, something soft on your voice. Gentle. And just sing into that place. It might be your heart, it might be your emotions, it might be your life, it might be your body. It might be a relationship. It's something in you that needs healing. And you have a right to have that healed by the ocean, by the waters of the world, by the mysteries of the waters of the world. And just call that water 
And what we can do is we can receive the healing. So we can say, I receive the healing. See, water's so soft, isn't it? Such a different quality than fire. I receive this healing. And this cup is filled to the brim. In fact, it's filling. It's filling through the mystery of the waters. The mystery of the waters. This cup is filled to the brim. And in fact, it's flowing over. It's flowing over you. It's flowing over that place in your life, in your body, in your heart, in your soul that needs that healing. And you can just tone into that flowing. All you're doing now is receiving. Tone into that feeling of reception. And it's filling up your auric egg. It's filling up your all of those circles you cast with the wand and the knife. It's filling up, filling up, filling up. And it's flowing into places that nothing else can flow into. It gets as small as it possibly can. It gets as large as it possibly can. Water is always received. Like rivers, like the ocean tide, it flows like the rain falling on you gently. The waters come to you. They offer you healing. And all you have to say is, I receive the healing. Let's just do that one little bit longer because this is a little bit, you know, a little slower energy. And you can have this anywhere, anytime, any place, because this cup belongs to you, baby. It belongs to you. And in this moment, as you receive the healing, we're just that's just going to keep happening. Because the next thing that's rising, rising, rising is a place in your heart. This is your emotional life now where you need to open, where you need the water to open up your heart. You need the water to open up your heart to one of the six emotions. As I say these emotions, you don't have to go deep into this right now. You just can know this is what is needed. Or you can go a little bit into it. As I say the emotions, you feel the one that needs opening, that needs listening, that needs room, that needs healing waters. And the emotion rises like water. It just rises on the water of this chalice. And breathe into the chalice. And just notice your heart. You might want to put your hand on your heart. And just notice if your anger, if your anger, which is about setting boundaries, is a place you need to set boundaries. If you're angry, and if your anger needs to be given a place, because your anger is your birthright. You would think it would be in uh, fire, but it's in water, weirdly. Breathe in, and if it's anger, then say anger. Yes, I see you, anger. I feel you. And maybe it's sadness for you, or maybe it's all of these. I mean, for most of us, it's all of them. Maybe it's sadness, and the sadness runs and rises. If you have sadness that needs attention, it will rise up. And what you're doing, what the chalice is doing for you is it's giving you room for it. It's giving you room for that sadness. And sadness asks us to accept a situation we cannot change. 
oh, I have to accept this situation. I can't change it. And, I, and, that, and that sadness asking you to accept. Sadness rises. There's something I need to accept. I can't change. And just breathe that water. Maybe make a tone. Breathe into that water. It rises up in your heart. And that water rises. Maybe there's something you need to make room for that you're afraid of. There's something that's scaring you. And fear asks you, am, is this, am I safe? Is this situation safe? Am I, whatever you're afraid of, you're wondering. You don't know for sure. You're just wondering. It's just asking, is this safe? And just let that fear rise up gently. Breathe into it. So what we, what we tend to do around fear is close. And what I want to invite you to do is open. Because if you can answer the question, you can either get out of the situation or you can go, no, no, it's safe. I'm just afraid of it because it's new and it's outside my boundaries. So breathe into that. And then see if there's something that you're disgusted by. And disgust asks us, that might not be good for me. Is that okay for me? I don't know. It's just like, ooh. And just see if there's something a little icky or not good in your environment, in your life, that's nudging at your disgust, that makes it's making you want to withdraw. And the question it asks is, is that good for me? Sometimes we're just disgusted by the new. And sometimes we're disgusted because it's poisonous. So just breathe into that. And now the next one is shock. So there might be something that you're trying to, trying to really like, okay, that's okay, that's okay, but I'm actually shocked by. And shock asks us, should I get the hell out of here? <laughs> Hopefully none of you are feeling that about this class, but if you are, you can, you're free to go. So shock, should I get out of here? Is there something in your life you're like, oh, I don't know, should I get out of here? And just breathe into that. And the next one is the hardest one. The hardest one is happiness. And so I want you to breathe into your happiness. Breathe into that cup. And happiness is hard because it asks us, what do I need to celebrate about myself? About my life? What do I need to celebrate? Happiness just wants you to celebrate, man. So see what it is you need to celebrate. And breathe into that happiness. And let's hear a tone, a celebratory tone that's about happiness. <laughs> and let that rise. Let that happiness rise. And now in the water, in the well, in the bubbling over in your body and in your, and in your cup, and now rises up the psychic awareness, the tool, the birthright of knowing psychically what's going on. Getting a picture, let it rise up into your mind. And there's something you have a question about. There's something you don't know. You're puzzling over. And what will come to you, and an answer to that, and as it rises up on the water, it comes to you, it comes to you, it comes to you in a picture, a clairvoyant moment. And right now, you're all getting your third eye zapped by me. 
So let it happen. The thing we would tend to do about this is we tend to stop it and edit it out and second guess it. So whatever you got, that was a picture. That's your answer. And you might also be getting a song, lyric. Remember we talked about this the other day. Some of you were in my class. That's clairaudient, clairvoyant is a picture. There's also just a voice in your head, also clairaudient. But you're getting that psychic knowing. It belongs to you. Guess what? Every single one of you is a psychic. So you might be seeing something, hearing something, smelling something, tasting something, feeling something. If that's your answer, let it come. Let the water rise in you psychic knowing and perhaps you just gently let that water rise into your third eye and there's a note for that psychic opening of your third eye a clearing away of the second guessing and the doubting and the editing and the opening of the third eye and trusting it. It's non-emotional. Psychic information never comes with a, feel, a strong emotion. That's how you know it's psychic. Because you just know. Also, you assume everybody else knows because it's so clear. And it's not a feeling. You never feel afraid or angry or sad about it. Excellent. And fill and charge that cup with that psychic knowing. This is my birthright. I am psychic. It's my birthright. This is my birthright. I ha have emotions. This is my birthright. I have an emotional relationship with all other emotional beings. With all other emotional beings. And charge that cup up. Charge it up with that psychic knowing, with that emotional truth, with the emotional connection, with the healing waters the healing waters, your ability to heal. And there might be one person or thing that you know right now, someone who you love, who you would like to offer healing for. So just channel that energy up into that cup. Remember what Colette said about your hands getting red? That's the water filling up. That's the fire in the water. Just let your hands be filled with the energy. And then you just gently send that energy from your chalice your truth, your healing waters, you just gently offer it to that person that you know that needs it right now. And just put your cup down on that table. Now you have three of the tools. Okay, <laughs> the tool of earth. It's very mysterious and powerful and they like to put it in movies a lot to scare people. Here it is. It's the tool of earth. Starts here and it goes all the way around. And if you look at the shape of it, it's a star. It's a five-pointed star, also noted as a pentacle, or when it's got a circle around it, for protection, it's a pentagram. And they love to use it in movies to scare people. But it's just your body, don't be afraid. Okay? It's the star, and it's the earth, and you have one right here. See? Everybody, let's, you know, when you get up, you can do this. You don't have to get up right now, because you take notes. But see there? That's your star. And so you can run the energy through your body so from your head to your foot to your hand to your hand to your there or you can run it around bing 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 and that's a way to run the star energy and that's the tool of the earth it's the pentacle or the star and the power is 
your body. Woohoo! Meat puppet. <laughs> meat puppet's powerful. So your body belongs to you. It's your right. Nobody gets to do anything to it. You don't want them to do to it. Okay? And you have the power over your body. You have the power of your body, which is incredibly powerful. I mean, it's incredible. I can make art with this thing. I can make food with this thing. I can have sex with this thing. There's so much I can do with it. Thank God. I just love having a body. And so here it is. And I have power over my body. So it's in my control. I am the puppet master of uh, some of the things that it happens. It has its own things that it does, obviously. Um, I also have the right in, with the earth to love my body, no matter what. No matter what. I get to love my body. It belongs to me, and whatever situation it has been in or will be in, it is mine, it is my right to love it. Man, that one gets taken away so much. I cannot believe how, what a scourge that one ha has been in the world. What, how much power and control has been taken away from us because we're not allowed to love our bodies exactly the way they are right now. I put freaking Botox and not have any emotions. It's crazy. And it's okay if you have it. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that's a crazy cultural trend. Okay. So you have also a right to food, to healthy, non-toxic, or what do you say about the food, Kevin? In the future, all the food is organically grown. But you say call that something, non-toxic, right? Yeah. It's non-toxic food, <laughs> right? It's like all food you should have a right to, healthy, whole, good food. That's a part of the right of earth. You have a right to your health in whatever form it is, right? It doesn't mean that if you're sick, you're not unhealthy. You're just in a different kind of health. That's a little, I don't, I could go very far. But you also have a health a right to health care. I don't have time to get into that last one. You have a right to health care, which is a little bit different than healing. Health is a different topic than healing, okay? Um, Sometimes healing means you die, right? Just going back to healing for a second. Yeah, you have a right to intact environment. You have a right to be in a room that, has, that is biophilic. You have a right to buildings that are biophilic. So this is me now going on a bit of a rant, which is this is really, this is an offense, right, this room, because it's not biophilic. In other words, it's not natural. There's no energy from nature in it. So you can't access nature from it. If I'm indoors, I have a right to have it access to, to nature, to feel in a natural environment that feeds my body. Lighting that feeds my body, this is evil, right? This is a right that you have and that you get to claim. Um, so that's intact, healthy shelter. You have a right to it. And you have a right to the wisdom of your body. You have a right to have the support, the universe's job. Here's, the, here's one thing I want to say to you. The universe's job, you have a right to the support of the universe to support you in your mission on Earth. This is something that you get a lot to. This one is very damaging. I spent a lot of time trying to correct this one in my private practice. Okay, you are put on the planet with special skills, needs, desires, and you have a right to the Earth, to access to the Earth to support that mission. That, it's hard to get, wrap your mind around that because we're so in the money spell. But taking the money spell out of the equation, you have a right to be supported in your mission. And the earth and your spirit guides will all organize themselves to do that if you let them. 
and if you stop believing the lie that you have to get money to do the things you need to do. Is there a question about that from anybody? Because there might be a question about clarifying that. Does that make sense? I know you guys are all in listening mode, but if someone could get in the other side of their brain. Yes. Yeah. And, and what are you going to get out? Oh, my God. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we okay, so, like, what that means is if the goddess puts you on the earth to be an artist, that she will find a way to support you to do that. She may not make you rich. If you take the money spell out of it, she may not make you rich, but she will find a way to give you the, the voice to do that and the power to do that and the support to do it if you can intuitively follow her. That's all I want to say about that. So you have a right to the support... That's like a that's like a, a year long school class. They have a right to the to the support of the earth to support you in who you truly are. That might be a way to say it. Okay, so those are your rights of earth. Got them? Let's do it. So find a place that you can do this. Because I want you to realize the tool is you. Okay, let's all make some grunting noises because this is Earth. We need the energy to move a little. Oh, 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 oh. And just feel that, feel that power of that star. You might want to make fists. You might want to just go, you know, go up and down on your knees a little. Oh, 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 oh. You know, pump your energy. This is your heart, the rhythm of life, the Earth, the Earth. And now find that pentacle on your table because it's a tool. There's a star on your table. Reach, look, feel, look around for it. This is the right of the earthly wealth, the world of abundance. Any tales of scarcity you have been told have been oppressive tales that are not true. Look for your pentacle. It might be made out of something really interesting. It's made out of something earthly. Bones or rocks or wood or metal. Feel it in your hands. Taste it. Put it in your mouth. Give it a taste. Click it. Listen to the sound of it. Tap it somewhere. Throw it. See how heavy it is. Feel how heavy your light. Listen to it. Put it up to your ear. Smell it. This is the tool. And all of this is information for you about your unique powers. Okay? It's not meaningless. It's meaningful. The pentacle is you. The pentacle is the power of abundance. The pentacle is the natural order of things where all things are abundantly given. Water flows, air in this moment flies into your lungs, um, fire, fire shoots through your body, and the bones in your body were given to you. The earth rose up to meet your soul. That is the power of this tool. The earth rose up to meet your soul as it shined into the earth. And it created you, a being who will never, ever be seen again, with a desire and a passion and a yearning and a drive for something, and it's yours. And the support is there. You have the right to the support of the earth. I have the right to the support of the earth. And just think of your favorite place on the earth, the favorite place you've in, on the planet. It's made out of rock and trees and water. It's made out of all those things because it has to be. Plants. It's made out of food. And you've got it inside you and the food in your body right now. It's 
Think of that place and draw the power of that place. This is land spirit magic now. Draw the power of that place. The power of that place is in your bones. And draw it into this pentacle. This is the nature of the world. It is abundant and it belongs to you. And all you have to do in this moment is receive. So just feel when you were in that place, that favorite place, all you had to do was receive it, right? You didn't have to like buy it or bargain for it. Just receive it. And allow yourself to receive. Open, 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 open that pentacle. Open that star that you are. Open the star. And receive the abundance of the earth. This is your birthright, the abundance of the earth. My birthright is the abundance of the earth. My birthright is the abundance of the earth. And let's hear a little tone and let's put it into that pentacle, a tone. And in comes healthy food. Glorious, wonderful food. Imagine the best meal you ever had. Pour that into that pentacle. The best meal you ever had. Where you were fed, where you were restored, where you were given energy and life force, vital life force, through the offering of plants and animals to you. Feel that vital life force come into your pentacle. The body and the one you hold. The beautiful, amazing plants and animals of the earth belong to you as much as you belong to them. They, you eat them the way they're going to eat you someday. And imagine the most amazing building that you felt the most comfortable in the world. Imagine the environment you were in when you were in this beautiful building and it had so much of everything that's just right for you. shelter, food, abundance, it all belongs to you. Right livelihood is a way to describe that. To live right, to live in rightness with the earth, to live in a relationship with the earth where the shelter, where the work, where the environment all feed you. They are here for you and you are there for it. So call all of that into this pentacle that is your body. You know what? I'm going to tell you a secret. It's already in there. But notice it. And I want you to notice your heart. Your heart is pumping. It's pumping and it's the earth. The rhythm of the earth. The rhythm of the earth is in your heart. And it's singing to you with that rhythm. It's beating. It's beating. When you were born, you received the rhythm of the earth. The earth rose up to meet your soul. And remember, not everybody can do this. Not all spirits can arrive on earth and live a life. And yeah, maybe there's been times where you're like, what the hell am I doing here? How do I get off? But you're still here. And right now, I want you to really claim your life. And bring it into this pentacle that is your body. This is my life. I will be supported by the nature of the world. I have right livelihood. 
And just think of any place in your life that needs to fade away because it doesn't support this idea of abundance. And it doesn't support this idea of right livelihood. And that your mission is yours and it belongs to you. And if you don't do it, it'll never get done. Just claim that energy that it's yours, it's your mission, and let anything that doesn't help or support that mission, even if you don't know what it is, I don't care if you know what it is, anything that doesn't support you in your life, fade away. Just see it fade to be swept away, swept away. And take your pentacle and sweep it away, the pentacle of your body, just sweep it away. I am of the earth and the earth is of me. And you can put that pentacle down now. You have all four tools. You have the right to say yes and no. You have the right to inspirations and boundaries. So let's just hear that. I have the right to yes and no. I have inspiration. I have boundaries. I have the right to my passion. To my desire. To my creativity. To my sexuality. I have the right to receive healing. I have the right to receive healing. And to heal. And to heal. I have the right to my psychic abilities. I have the right to my psychic abilities. I have the right to the deep well of knowing. I have the right to the deep well of knowing. I have the right to the abundance of the earth. I have the right to the abundance of the earth. I have a right to be supported in my mission. I have a right to be supported in my mission. And let's just take that stance of the magician again. This is center. This is your right to center. I have a right to use these four tools with my own authority. As above, so below. And just let's hear a little tone that, that really anchors all of this in our bodies. So find a note or a word or a sound that anchors this in your body. Just notice how you've changed. I know we're getting a little flaggy. We're at the end. We're tiring. But just notice how you've changed from doing this magic. Because we did magical acts. Notice how you've changed before and after. And then take that into your body. Take all those tools and bring them into your body. And find a place in your body to anchor them so that you can access them again. And just notice, like, when you touch that spot in your body... However it is, it might be staying in a stance or finding a place to touch. And then I just want you to key it in with a little image or a sound or something so you can get it back out again. Ha. Ha. And then let's just bring it up, practice that, bring it out, bring it out. So it all comes back out again. And then we take it back in. And one more time, bring it out. Our intention, if everybody agrees, is to, our intention is to be empowered to use our birthrights in our lives. Everybody good with that? 
to we are we are our intention is to empower be empowered repeat after me to be empowered to use our birthrights in our lives just notice in the next month to a year how your life has changed because these powers are coming and being empowered in you by the magic everybody take a big breath in and we can just let go of that magician for now and thank him for coming thank you magician for coming and that little circle that I put up can go down and thanks for coming to my class This is Pomegranate Doyle. Um, you have been listening to Your Magical Birthrights, which was a workshop that I did at the 2013 Merry Meet Conference. If you're interested in hearing more of Pomegranate Doyle, you can go to askpomegranate.com and listen to my podcasts where I answer questions about life, death, and beyond. It's an advice podcast. Also, if you want to check out my paintings at, at pomegranatedoyle.com, or you can find out more about Mary Meat at marymeetportland.com. Thanks for listening.